So why can you be so close to the mic and I can't? Um, because I have a papa stopper and I set my microphone accordingly. Okay. So my voice is nice and deep. You can, if you hear the growl, you'll be like, oh, oh God, God damn, Stephen, you're so beautiful. <sighs> Hi. My sympathies. <laughs> Thank you. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after a nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey all rules! If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. We're... You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah! Hey guys, ready to... I just said ready to? Hey guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. My name is Stephen Smith. I'm your host for today and I'm joined with... By... I'm joined by Jason Davis, who is a media personality. He's also an advocate for MSM. Stick around, we'll talk about what exactly that is. And I also have the love of my life, the most beautiful woman... Oh my God, ...in the entire world. Miss... Oh. Mimi Armstrong, owner of Le Jardin. I'm glad to be here, guys. I know she she's always glad to be around me, guys. She just loves me Steven, so can you not? much. You can't say it. She you can't might want to wipe off that drool, Stephen. Oh my god. <laughs> let's, let's just wipe that off because they could see. But yeah, guys, we have these two wonderful guests. I'm so willing to talk to them. I'm so hyped on talking to them because today we're going to be talking about the MSN community. We're also going to be touching on some issues of identity and acceptance, which is going to make up the majority of our conversation today. So, guys, stick and stare. Before we go to all of that, though, we are going to do our fact or fiction section and our, and our fact or fiction section because we have more than one guest is going to be multiple choice so that you guys can... What? Ooh, no! Yes, it is going to be multiple choice. Do you choice. know lots of things? I, try. I hate to lose. <laughs> I hate to lose. I try to know lots of things. I think Jason knows a lot about what we're going to be talking about because today's fact of fiction or multiple choice, I think I should call it just today's multiple choice section, is going to be based on cartoons. Oh. And we have a bonus question that is right up Jason's alley too. So that's okay, going. so I could just sit this one out. No, just no. Tap, just tap me. What I want you, you to know. do, what I want you to do, Jason is going to answer, but if he wants any assistance, a yeah. A what, that would be the worst. You know person. what? You know what I think you should do? I think it's just, just for fun, we should see what you would say. No, no. Okay, I don't want to no. do it like Work that. Work as a team. Work as a team, okay, guys. Great. However you find it, Jason... Include her so that, you know, she... she I could you know, feel included. Yes. Okay. And, and give her the backstory of why you chose your answer if you can, because then she'll probably <laughs> learn a lot. And I'll learn what you know, and we'll all be better for it. Okay, let's go. So today is going to be, instead of five statements, I'm going to give you about nine. But oh, nine. they are compounded questions. So some of them have, like, multiple parts to them, and it'll be fun. I, I promise you guys it's going to be good. Right? <laughs> if you can see the look on Mimi's face. She's like, oh, God, he made it even more difficult. Why do I love him so much? All right, so what? let's go to number one. <laughs> Thank you. When did we get... What are we... What are we doing? Let's, let's go. Let's First go. question. Okay, number one. Before being unseated by The Simpsons, what was the most profitable network cartoon franchise? Again, I'll repeat the question. Before being unseated by The Simpsons, what was the most profitable network cartoon franchise? After A, the Flintstones. Scooby-Doo. B, The Flintstones. C, the Yogi Bear Show, D, The Secret Squirrel Show. I'll oh, repeat no. again. A, Scooby-Doo, B, The Flintstones, C, The Yogi Bear Show, D, The Secret Squirrel Show. 
Mm. I'd go with Flintstones. It's it's either going to be the Flintstones or Scooby Doo, um, simply because of the voice talent they've had on them. Um, I would guess the Flintstones as well. And that's true. It's ah! the Flintstones. See. <laughs> Okay, Caddy. Okay, Caddy. Okay, Caddy. Just calm down. You could walk away with the Grammy now. It's okay. We, we give it to you. Yes, it's actually the Flintstones. All right, number two. Speedy Gonzalez has a cousin called Slowpoke Rodriguez. Yes. That appeared only in only two cartoons. Since he could not move fast enough to defend himself, what did he carry around to protect himself? Again, I'll repeat the question. Speedy Gonzalez has a cousin called Slowpoke Rodriguez that appeared in only two cartoons. Since he could not move fast enough to defend himself, what did he carry around to protect himself? A, a chili pepper. B, a stick. D, C, a gun. D, a straight razor. It Again, was, it was C, a gun. gun. You guys are going to go with gun? Yeah. And that's also true. You guys are batting 100. You are guessing these right. I, I, I think I heard the, the one I about know, the Flintstones before. You've seen we've it. seen Speedy Gonzalez. I've seen Slopok Rodriguez, yes. yes. Slopok Rodriguez. That's the one. All right, number three. You guys are doing really good, though. You guys should come by. Two out of nine? Two out of... Yeah, kind of like wow. We won't work out the percentage. Let's, go, let's move <laughs> on. All right, so number three. How many Oscars did Tom and... Je- Sorry, let me say the. How many Oscars did the Tom and Jerry Show cartoon win? Wow. How many That's Oscars did the Tom and Jerry cartoon win? A, they never won an Oscar. B, one. C, four. D, seven. Oscar for what? Probably for best animation. For best animation. Short. short. A, they never won an Oscar. B, one. C, four. D, seven. I think one. I'm thinking one, but I cannot be certain. I'm not thinking at all. A, never. B, one. C, four. D, seven. I have a feeling it's going to be something unexpected, like four, maybe even seven, but I'm going to guess one. And that's your final answer? Yes. And it's seven. It's D. They won seven Oscars, seven Academy Awards. Seven, wow. Amazing. All right, so we're... I'm not even going to count. I'm going to just tally at the end. All right, so number four. Pinky and the Brain have their origins in another animated series. What year did they make their, de- their, their debut appearance in that series? Pinky and the Brain have their origins in another animated series. What year did they make their debut appearance in that series? A, 1992, B, 95, C, 98, D, 93. Again, A, 92, B, 95, C, 98, D, 93. You could just tell me the year. 93 and 92 are close. It's either going to be 95 or 98 because they debuted in the Animaniacs and that happened after the asylum was formed. So, Animaniacs. So, oh gosh, either going to be 95 or 98. 98, where was I? Um, Bing, bong, 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 bong. I think we should go with 95. I don't know. Okay, why don't we pick each pick one? That way one of us is bound to be right. That's not how it works, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with 98. I'm going to go with 95. It's actually 93. 93? Yes, Sorry. it was 93. So what cartoon did they first appear on? That's the next question. The Animaniacs. And I don't have to go through any of them. It's an Animaniacs. A, the Animaniacs, B, Tiny Toons, C, the Water Cartoon Show, and D, Freakazoid. I know. An- I, I even knew that. Animaniacs. So we got three, right? No. Well, you, 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 yeah, you got three right out of five. five. 
mm-hmm. so far. So mm-hmm. you, you guys are doing okay. So mm-hmm. we got about four more. Mm-hmm. In Goof Troop, what was the name of the town that Goofy and the main cast lived in? In Goof Troop, what was the name of the town that Goofy and the main cast lived in? A, Goof Town. B, Disney Burb. C, Spoonerville. D, Littleville. A, Goof Town. B, Disney Burb. C, Spoonerville. D, Littleville. It's between A and B. A is Goof Town, B is Disney Burb, C is Spoonerville, D is Littleville. Spoonerville? I, I don't think they would name the town after Goofy. So you're gonna eradicate you're gonna eliminate A? I would personally eliminate A. So B is Disney Burb, C Spoonerville, D Littleville. I've never watched an episode of Goof Troop, believe it or not. I've seen Neither the Goof- have I. I've seen the Goofy movie, but I don't remember what town they were in. Um, I'm going to go with C, Spoonerville. C, Spoonerville is correct. Yes. It was actually Whoa. named after the, 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 um, the head animation designer. His name was Spooner. Because I know Spooner. they wouldn't name the town Michael after Spooner. Goofy, nor would they name it after Disney. And Littleville, I know, I think is from something else. So yes, completely. Yes, it is. You're right. What was the name of Goofy's son? Max. A, Mac. B, Pete. C, Wally. D, Maximilian. Max. None of those are, are the, the... Maximilian, maybe? Okay, D, Maximilian. And his son's name was Max. He called him Max all the time, so it had to be Maximilian. Mims is completely lost at this point. Mims, you never watched the Goofy movie? Never. God darn. I'm failing you as a nerd. Anyway, I'll, I'll fix... Yes, you did. Didn't you watch the Goofy movie no, with me? I did not. With the song Eye to Eye at the yeah. end? Yeah, getting it eye to eye. No. With the Michael Jackson. Well, he was actually... What was his name? Um, uh, Powerline. Powerline, but he's the, the guy who acted him. Who voiced him was Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell, yeah. All right, so number six. Guys, you guys are doing really good. It took us really 20 good. years to watch all the Star Wars movie. How we could fit anything <laughs> You guys have five out of seven, which means you've already won the game. So let's continue. Oh, yeah. All right, so number, number six. There are, no more, there are no more compound questions. In Batman, the animated series, the character Harley Quinn was created as a love interest and sidekick for the Joker. Yes. What was her name? A. What do you mean? Her actual name? Her actual name. Dr. Harleen Quinzel. God damn it, Jason. Yes. My God. <laughs> her name was Harleen Francis Quinzel. Yes, Dr. Harleen Quinzel. Please, I don't need multiple choices. I can tell you right off the bat. You asking me stuff about Batman the Animated Series. Please. <laughs> that was oh, one please. of my favorite, too. Actually, I had a good time. Like, I, I rewatched the series up to the other day. The whole thing. It was, it's, it's just as beautiful as I remember, the dark streaks in it. Remember, dark... I'm here still, guys. Oh, yeah, sorry. All right. All right. So, Jason, we're here to talk to you about something specific. Yes. Um, and and <laughs> so um, this is Stephen, not straying from. No, I mean, the thing is, I think what we have to talk about today is, is extremely, um, is, is extremely com- not complicated, but it's complex in its in its. Yes, thing. it's complex. And I think getting into it, at least we could get to like where the meat of the heart of the matter is. And um, Jason is going to talk to us today about is MSM. Right? Yeah. You see, I was very intrigued with the ad I saw you do about the series of podcasts focusing on men, mm-hmm. uh, the March with Men. And I really want to be a part of that. Um, because I personally feel mm-hmm. that, particularly in our small society, that we men are our own biggest, worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm my, my biggest um, <laughs> biggest critic, but, you know, I'm... I'm we are gonna, I want to talk a bit about the MSM community, yes, yes, but it goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. For all men, I mean, 
there is a, it's undeniable that the oppression that women have had to go through due to men. Hallelujah. It's, it's, that's undeniable. There is, there is no argument on that. Mm-hmm. From being relegated to second-class citizens who weren't given the right to vote and to this day still being treated like possessions or objects. Mm-hmm. Women have been oppressed by men for centuries. But what some people don't realize is that men oppress other men mm-hmm. in a much more, I don't want to say insidious, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. From young... You are told that you must act a certain way, look a certain way, speak a certain way. When I was younger, boys were told you can't cry. Boys don't cry. You simply mm-hmm. just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a you're, sign of weakness. Yes, sign of weakness. Or they attribute it to being a woman or something like right. Which which is weird because by saying you're like a woman, it's like you're less than you're less than a human being or you're less than a man or you're less than. Yeah, which goes back to my earlier statement about women, op- I mean, men oppressing women, women over uh-huh. the centuries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're told that you can't cry. So what that inculcates within you is this inability to express your emotion. Mm-hmm. When you're upset or angry or sad, you you can't let it out because you're not supposed to. So mm-hmm. you end up holding it back in. And that is damaging because then... Very you, damaging. Yeah, you, yes, you, it's, you, you've, it's gotta go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's gotta go somewhere and it usually ends up in some violent nature. You end up taking it out on your friends mm-hmm. or you, re- you rebel at home, you break stuff, you attack your pets, mm-hmm. what have you. There you is, have an aggression to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you... Pent up frustrations. It is all because there is this unspoken list of boxes that must be checked. Mm-hmm in order to be considered a man. Mm-hmm. And if you don't follow all of those boxes, well, then you're ostracized, demonized, and sometimes even brutalized mm-hmm. because you are other. You are less than. If you don't sound like us, well, you're yanking, yeah, or you're a sissy, mm-hmm. or you play enough, mm-hmm. or what have you, mm-hmm. and that just starts the persecution. Mm-hmm. You don't like the activities. You don't like sports. You don't like cars. You mm-hmm. don't like... Chasing after other women, uh-huh. my you might be a, 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 a you might be a heterosexual male, but that just is not your thing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. You're branded of and course, ostracized. Of course. of course, I know of one. I know of one guy specifically who, as soon as you said that, like I thought of him, and it's not. He's a heterosexual male. He's attracted to women, but he has no idea how to communicate mm-hmm. to women, and he's not like the most machismo oriented guy. So him being that way, I mean, he's ostracized and even not as being gay, but just ostracized as just being less than a man, less mm-hmm. than a person. I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's interesting. I don't know if you've, you've ever gone, have you ever gone through anything like that? As, as in, has you, have you ever experienced? Oh, I could tell you stories. <laughs> we'll be here for five hours if I start telling you stories. But let me put it simply. Everyone has heard my voice. Because of my job, everyone is familiar with my voice. Mm-hmm. And people think that my voice is my news voice, uh-huh. my radio voice. I put on this voice <laughs> in order to speak the news. No, I've spoken like this since I was very young. And as a result, you get this light-skinned boy in a class of darker-skinned boys who speaks like he's from America. They think I'm Yankin or I'm from Farin. Farin, yeah. Yes, or, and it's just... You just feel uncomfortable because mm-hmm. you're never truly accepted as one of the boys. As one of the boys, yeah. Right, so... And you were younger, right? You, I was, uh, yeah, because when I entered primary school, I found this out much later. When I entered primary school initially, I skipped two grades. Mm-hmm. So I entered at grade three. That put me... Uh, yeah, I took uh, like a test at the beginning of it all. And uh, due to my test scores, Score. they said, you know, we can skip his grade one and grade two. He's performing at such a level. We'll put him straight into grade three. How come I never had that test? What's, what's up? Because, dear boy, I'm more fabulous than you. 
<laughs> anyway, so carry on, carry on. Yeah, so that put me straight into grade three. That put uh-huh. me two years younger than everyone else in my class, mm-hmm. and this continued for my entire primary school and high school um, life. Mm-hmm. This affected me in two different ways. One, I always had to fight harder because mm-hmm. I had something to prove that I really belonged. You're worth, yeah, belonged. You deserve being here. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you get into high school, puberty is hitting my classmates. Uh-huh. It's, it's not hitting me. That is... Oh, no. <laughs> I never thought of that. I never thought of it that like that either. weird. Right. It is weird because now while they're all talking about fine and grind and running off into the bathroom and doing it, I just want to get home and watch G.I. Joe. really so there's a disconnect Mm -hmm. in where our priorities are and then i get into these uncomfortable are these uncomfortable discussions hey you have a pump off yet? I'm like, um... Oh, yeah, boy. What? But Jason, we're supposed to be pumping off. Stop it, that. You have to fit in. Right. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I was a late bloomer. I was a very, 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 very late bloomer. Okay, so even if you were at their age, you probably wouldn't have found what they were doing Probably, probably. But the thing is, because there is this disconnect between where my mind is and their mind, their minds are due to, I don't know, the influences of hormones or the mm-hmm. lack thereof, we just couldn't connect on that level. Mm-hmm. So you had no friends? And it did school? have that age difference. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it did. Years, it's, two, yeah. it's two years or one two years, year? Two, two years. Two years, goddamn. Yeah. I was a, two years. That's a big That's, a that's big humongous. But, mm. uh, would you, do you think that was a good idea for, I mean, the, the adults at the time to kind of put your head so far? I didn't have a say in it, really. Whoever has a say in what the parents are but doing But do you criticize them? it now? Do you think that like maybe that might have hindered? Or? I, I don't think so. If anything, I think it helped make me the person I am. Because of course it did. I had to deal with all that. And I had to be able to stand on my own. I, I did not go into my shell, per se. I had one wonderful friend who stayed by me throughout my entire years. Marika Angelica Gray. I'm going to call Marika. your name. I'm going to call your name right now. She, <laughs> is, she was my closest friend, still is one of my closest friends to this day. And she was a great source of strength mm-hmm. throughout my um, awkward teenage development. <laughs> um, and she was just very accepting, and she was a great person. She was also, like, the brightest girl in the class. Mm. She was the most popular girl in the class. She was a dancer, a cheerleader, top student. I think she was valedictorian at one time. Oh, wow. oh, that's crazy. And she is now a, a doctor, and she's, like, head administrator at some hospital off in... Where is she now? Tennessee? I think she's in Tennessee now. So, so wait, so she was in your class, or she yeah. was in another class? She was in my class. She was also young, but she was a oh. few months older than me. So she was still a year younger than everybody else? Yes. Was she a little sassy? She, I wouldn't say sassy. I would not say sassy. She, she's not the, the neck twirling, dramatic put type of person. No, no, not the three snaps in a corner type person. But she doesn't take any nonsense from anyone. Okay. Let's, uh-huh, let's okay. put it that way. Okay. So did, did, she, like, did she stand up for you? Like literally like, hey, guys, leave him alone? Or was it just more like... Giving you support or uh, being your the friend. The latter. It was more like a silent emotional support. I, 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 she was always there. Mm. She so, was always there. Well, okay. Well, how did you deal with the... Because I'm guessing you were picked on because you're different. Like, how did you deal with that in, in the moment? How did you deal with... with Shit, so did, you, did they give them the waves Jason snap or did you... <laughs> no, this Jason, is compl- <laughs> this Jason is completely different to that Jason way back. Up until, in fact, up until, I remember distinctly... First form, the first week or so after I entered into high school, I went to Convent High, uh-huh. uh, I entered into high school, 
you're surrounded by all these screaming kids running up and down the place, ah, a whole mm. bunch of noise. I'm sitting by my desk, quiet as a mouse, and there was one girl, I won't say her name, but she ran by me. She was screaming and laughing. She looked at me, she's like, she, are you all right? I'm like, uh-huh. You're so quiet. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. And she continued screaming and laughing. <laughs> but that was me throughout the first three, three or so years. years. Uh-huh. Until fourth form, when I was chosen to represent St. Kitts, not St. Kitts, but the school at the Regional Science Fair in Antigua. And I had no support system. Nobody from my school went. It was just me on my own. And I had to make friends. Mm-hmm. I had to communicate with people who I never met before. Mm-hmm. And it helped me break out of my shell and be able to communicate and have confidence to speak with other people. And that confidence carried over there for maybe a week and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, that confidence carried over back to, to, to St. Kitts. And when I started answering back people, when they came to me, they're like, hey, Jason, what happened to you? Mm. Like, Nothing. I just opened my mouth. <laughs> but then you always had these thoughts, right? I mean, y- y- did you always know how to retard, but you just never said it? Mm, I don't think so, because I never think... I, how do I explain this? I didn't think that I was in a position where I should stand up and answer back. Mm. Um, I guess because I was so young, I just thought that whatever they were saying to me, I just had to accept and deal with and move on. Mm. But after coming back from Antigua and I realized I don't need to take this from you. Mm, mm, mm. So I would just say what I have to say. I never swore. I was always respectful, just smart. <laughs> and, <laughs> and move on. Yeah, that means never swore. Always respectful. Always. It's a choice. Oh, there you go. There Thanks. You go. Yeah, yeah. But all of this really stems from the fact that, as I was saying before, there are these checks and boxes that that people, need to be filled. That, but yeah, I mean, that, as the female here, yes, go ahead. I feel that females also have those those boxes mm-hmm. and those pressures put on them by not only females but males as well. Mm-hmm. So I think all of us, you know, that we have there's those, some demands. Exactly, exactly. There's some demands on us, and there's just some boxes that you have to check to be a good woman. Like you know, you have to be pretty, and unfortunately, some of us aren't every everybody's definition of, of pretty. pretty. Mm-hmm. You have to have a small waist. You have to have big boobs. You have to be able to cook. You have to be strong, strong enough to deal with all the the troubles of the world. But, but yeah, you have strong. to be you exactly. You, you don't have to be. Yeah. You don't have. You don't. You can't be too strong. You can't come over manly. You can't come over aggressive. Mm. But you still have to be strong enough to fend for yourself and sometimes support children on your own. So it's, we, 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 I guess we're all, I'm just trying to say that we're all having, or we all have that similar experience where um, society kind of, give, kind of gives us those difficult boxes that we all need to check and it's very unfair and it, you know, it gives us that lot of pressure and anxiety to try to fit into, you know, something that, that, you, that, that, that Maybe sometimes you could never you. live up to exactly yeah, and that, that, that doesn't fit you at all. With, and I agree with you and, I, and I'm <clears throat> totally on board with you, but I think that with men specifically, the, the boxes that are put on them by other men and what is expected from men in society, there is the fear that... Failure to meet those boxes and to fill out those boxes could lead to physical harm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if you are perceived as being feminine or being gay or just being weird, you could get beat up. Because, again, you have these men who don't know how to express their emotions except through violence. And so they are uncomfortable with how you are. So what do they do? They push you down. They slap you around. Mm-hmm. They, they make your life difficult. They make you an very... example. The, right. the, the thing is, uh, it's like a pack herd mentality. They make you an example so other people don't follow in you. Because you see, the thing is, it's all, I think 
all of it has to do with um, people not really understanding how to deal with difference. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. If, you see, so like if 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 you're uh, you know you're in, in the midst of a lot of women, there's usually some woman or one person who represents like the the voice of the whore, mm-hmm. right? And if that person doesn't agree with what you're saying or you come against the the, the established order, then you know you're, you're gonna face the repercussions. And the repercussions for men are usually physical, but for women sometimes it's it's physical as well. But sometimes it's also emotionally destructive. Like imagine going through your whole life and feeling like you're ugly. You know, like that is where society measures you. You're either ugly or you're not. You're ugly, either ugly or you're, no, pretty, you're pretty. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you, if you go through your whole life feeling that you're ugly, even if you have the best personality or whatnot, you feel like you're not worthy of, of something good. Mm-hmm. You actually become, as Jason was pointing out earlier, you become your worst enemy because society tells you that you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You don't meet the checks and balances. And again, I do understand the difference. Um, I do understand the difference that guys are, you know, afraid of that physical. But females do go through that emotionally, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, like these are problems that feed into themselves. Women, of course, are allowed to be more emotional. So that's why we tend to not have to go into the physical beating of each other but mm-hmm. we are going to go into the verbal yeah, yeah. and emotional and psychological mm-hmm. beating of each other so i do understand mm-hmm. you know that difference that, mm-hmm. that difference but not saying that you know um emotional abuse is any less by emotional than, than physical abuse that is true in fact there's a lick cool say who licks licks does cool but then oh. also but then you also have to think about it differently like licks also has not only a physical part of it, but Lex has There's a an psychological element, yeah, yeah, yeah. and mental part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even, it's, it's, it's really... It's the conundrum is really interesting. Yeah, and it's, compl- it's more complex than uh, what, we, mm-hmm. what we think. Somebody might get physical harm done tonight. <clears throat> you might go through, you know, a fight, and that affects you psychologically for the rest of your life. Like, mm-hmm. you, you feel weak f- physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, even if you grow up to be, like, the most toughest... And th- that, that permeates in a lot of different ways because I think guys... There are two things I think guys... It's, not, it's more than two, but I'm just going to state two. There are two things that guys do that I think are done to try to beat the system and try to make themselves feel better about themselves. One, you try to bulk up or you try to, like, you know, you try to enhance your body however you can. All right? You try to get big, you try to get muscular, you go to the gym, you try to... To be the things. picture of the ideal man. To be man. at least the look of the ideal man. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing we try to do is to make as much money as possible so that we could feel like the valuable person that we always want to be, that, that, that society says we should be. Mm. So there's not only just the, the physical pr- pressure or the, 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 um, the character pressure to fit into the mold of a masculine man, but there's also the pressure of, I have to be financially independent, I have to be financially well-off, in order to gratify that I am a man too. Like, I have to be this way. I have to the be a provider, certain... as it were. Yes, the provider, the proverbial provider. You know? But just, I mean, like, like, how does this... I mean, we live in a very small community where everybody knows every single person that there ever was and ever Even will be. Even when they don't know them, they know them. Even uh, when they don't really know you. They feel like... They know you. I don't hear about he from Craft this street, you know, but yeah, but he... I mean, how does one, how, how do you, how have you learned, I mean, to deal with that? How do you deal with it compared to how you are, how you were when you were younger? I mean, now that you're a man, how do you deal with, with, with being different? Um, <laughs> and I say different because you have a personality that's... that's yeah, I know. I, 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 I am quite eccentric. And <laughs> I, I'll be the first to admit it. The day, I will call myself many things, but I will never call myself sane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So how do I deal with it? You, you... 
you just need to know first and foremost that you are that you have worth mm -hmm. that you are worthy full stop mm -hmm. that no matter what anyone else what any in fact <laughs> RuPaul said it best one time anybody <laughs> anybody else's opinion of you is none of your business is none of your business right so whatever people may or may not say about you really doesn't matter it's what you think of yourself you but, how, I'm just curious how did it because as easy as you said it that's something that's very difficult for a lot of oh, people yes. to do so how did you get to that level of even self-appreciation and realizing your self-worth <sighs> boy you know again uh, picking your friends first of all right you have to first I, I, I haven't been able to concretize the process that you go through mm -hmm. until very late until I was much older and gave it some serious thought first of all you have to realize that you're not obligated to keep anybody in your life that you don't want Mm -hmm. You might have known someone from way, 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 way back, back. But if over the years you've realized that the ties between the two of you have become toxic, there's no need to keep them around. If you have known them for 25 years and they are just bringing a whole bunch of negativity in your life, get rid of them. They're not good for you, mm. first of all. Secondly, surround yourself with people who support and uplift you. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just one or two persons, that's all you'll need. And, you know, do the same for them. Everyone needs encouragement. The strongest, happiest person in your eyes might be going through their own personal strife yeah. and everyone needs a shoulder to, le to lean on. So offer them your own shoulder. Mm. Um, and the third, it takes time. It does take time. There's it no, does. <laughs> there's no overnight fix, but it all starts with knowing that you are worth something better. I think, I think the, the first, in the first point that you mentioned there, I think the one counterbalance is that um, people tend to flare toward familiarity. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, um, you might be in a relationship where um, it's not that the relationship is particularly good or particularly um, healthy, but you are familiar with this person. Um, Why do I feel like you're talking about me? <laughs> oh, the shade of it all. <laughs> Why would I be talking about you? I love you with all my heart. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and that, there was no shade there that wasn't even like a sarcastic statement Jason why are you looking around like you're trying to find a I'm safe just, space I'm just trying to avoid the lightning that's all I'm doing <laughs> there's, no, there's no lightning to be had but, but like you, but you're, you're correct yeah you're people correct. people tend to gravitate and stare where they feel it, it might not be it might not be the best thing for them but they it's are comfortable there because it's feel, familiarity yeah. breeds that sort of connection mm -hmm. yeah and I don't even necessarily think, like, even that whole being able to grow out, being able to grow out of friends <laughs> or understand, like, when a friendship is over, I think it did, even for myself, it did take some time for me to even understand that. And that it's not sometimes that you and the person, like, falls out or had a fight or had a disagreement. Sometimes you just... You just outgrow some people. Mm -hmm. And that person, again, at whatever phase in your life, they may have been great for you. They may have been a great friend, a great companion. Somebody is very encouraging and very motivating. But sometimes you realize that, you know, you just probably have outgrown them. Mm -hmm. And now in that stage where they're still in, in comparison to where you are, like if you have to go back, like you're, you're going back. Mm -hmm. Or you're in like a retarded state yeah, just because yeah. you're trying to keep that person as your friend. Mm -hmm. So... I've had to learn even in my own journeys and I'm still learning that. Um, sometimes you just have to let some people go 
as much as you love them, as much as you've been through some of your worst and some of your best times with them. And it's not that you hate them, you still love them, mm-hmm. but you just have to, you know, let, Learn them, to let, them, let go. them go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and know that you will be fine without them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are afraid that they don't know what they're going to do if they don't have that, that person um, anymore. Uh, and it's scary to go out there on your own. I mean, I was nervous when I went off to Antigua. And, and by yourself. By myself. Uh-huh. Nobody. And I was, how old was I? 13, maybe? 12, 13? By myself. Nobody. And I, but I had to make friends. You have to step, step out onto that bridge. Step out onto that ledge. Take that leap of faith and you will be stronger for it. Mm-hmm. You'll be a better person. And I think another thing that's um, important in finding your value and realizing you're valuable and you're worth it is also being able, and again, this is something that does not come over time, is noticing when you have toxic traits. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. easy the to say, oh, this person oh, is a toxic yeah. person or that person is a toxic person. But when you are able to look in the mirror and say, that thing that I'm doing it's that toxic, is yeah. awful. Yeah, it's awful. Even yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Sometimes we have a lot of self talk like self hatred or limiting beliefs or limiting ideas mm-hmm. that are really toxic. Mm-hmm. Um and that is another thing that, you know, takes some time. It really takes some time and it takes some strength and some courage to really be able to say I am right now the toxic person in my life. And to piggyback on that, I think that type of introspection, that type of self-examination requires a certain level of emotional intelligence mm. and impartiality. Emotional intelligence. We're talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, emotional intelligence and impartiality that, mm-hmm. I, that I don't think that most people, specifically men, have the capability to, 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 to conjure to up. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, and, then, and then it, that also goes back to the whole lack of that emotional, um, intelligence. Inte- like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was and maturity. From that word. Yeah. yeah. Emotional. Yeah. Sensitivity. Emo- emotional sensitivity. Mm. Exactly. Mm. But then that's the, being we, able to communicate, um, the emotions. Because it's not that you don't feel mm. your emotions, but just being able to understand them and communicate them. But um, we, we weed that out of guys. Like young men, we weed that emotional intelligence out of them. We whack it we whack the empathy out of them. Yeah, that is it, so true. It's like it's like you cannot you have to show a strong face at every point, but no human being is strong at every point. There are mm. points when we are weak and there are points when we are depressed, there are points when we are we are vulnerable. It's there are times when we need help. When we need help. But that's the thing too. I mean somebody was saying something the other day. It's funny how when we're going through school, like the education system, they tell you, okay. You are responsible for passing. So you're responsible for your own success. And then when you reach into the job market, now it's like, okay, we all have to work as a group. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird. Like you're coming up the whole time, you know, you're, you're responsible for yourself and you're looking out for yourself. And then you reach into a job market and all of a sudden you have to work as a part of a team. I see it as like an allegory for, for like boys. Like when girls are playing and so on, and it's all good and well, and you know, you know, no, no, don't treat that person like that. You know, gotta be sensitive. No, don't be so rough. But when the fellas them out there playing, is like, man, you know, if the person hit you, just you know, move on. Don't cry about that. Move on, move on, move on. You know, it's like it's like saying, don't be empathetic. Don't think about other people. Just make sure that you sort out yourself. You know, and then so you weed out that sort of empathy. You weed out the emotional intelligence. And then when we get into a relationship, then we kind of have to kind of relearn it. Mm-hmm. And then by that time, the woman has had 20 years ahead of being emotionally intelligent. We're like these, 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 um, these Neanderthals just whacking clubs. <laughs> and grabbing hair. And grabbing hair. You know? <laughs> well, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do for lack of better terms. Lacking blackness, just banging up things. There you go. But Jason, okay, so, I mean, in terms of um, the community, because I, I, I really want to, like, to see if we could get into that, because there's some things, I have a big question. When we were, when we were on our way, let's just be honest. When I was on my way here, bringing Jason here, um, he mentioned that it's not just the LBGTQ community, but there are other acronyms as well. LGBTQ. LGBTQ. That's LGBTQIAP. I, I, I am lost. I am lost. So please unpack that for us so that we could at least be on the same page. Okay, just a little happening. bit of context. Um, uh, ever since I started working, I ha HIV AIDS awareness has been one of my passions. And mm -hmm. I have worked with the Ministry of Health and various community groups to just get the message of HIV AIDS. I have AIDS. a question. Go uh, ahead. Okay. Just get various um, information out there towards vulnerable populations, particularly young men, because young men are having a lot of sex these days, and much of it is these not protected. These days. <laughs> okay. Always. And, and the, many, much of it is not protected. And mm -hmm. there, is, there are varying levels of education when it comes to sexual health amongst young men, and I would assume women as well, because, but my core group are, are young men who are most vulnerable. Uh -huh. um, so first of all, in the community of men, there's a subsect of MSM. That's men who have sex with men. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some men who have sex with men who don't like the term gay because the term gay conjures up a stigma, usually having to deal with femininity, yeah. mm -hmm. flamboyance, loudness, and, and a certain set of mannerisms. Mm -hmm. So the more general term to encompass men who fit those, tra those traits and men who don't fit those traits but still have sex with men, we just call them MSM. MSM. Yeah. Right, men who have sex with men. They are part of the larger community, which is the LGBTQIAP. I know most persons have heard of the first five. Lesbian, bisexual. gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. Mm -hmm. Now, um, when it comes to IAP, I is intersexed, which is a person who has sexual characteristics of both genders. The older term for that was hermaphrodite, but that is now considered a bit of a slur, so the more politically oh. correct, if you want to... Intersex? Yes, intersex. Yeah. How is hermaphrodite slurring? It, it, it just has become because it, it, it's simple. Oh, it's along it just the lines. always had negative connotations, connotations yes. to it. Really? But you yeah. got to... That's not the scientific... Uh, not necessarily. Not, not, why, that's why... It, similar to why Asian folks don't like being called Oriental anymore. Mm, 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 okay. It's, mm. it's just... It's, it's an it's a, 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 a evolution of terminology. Okay. Okay, so we've got I for intersex. A are asexuals, which are persons who have no sexual desire whatsoever. But they still participate in sex? Not necessarily. Okay. Because they have no, no desire, desire to. to They're sex. not attracted to A, B, or C. They just have no sexual desire. Mm, okay. And it's a real population. I think, oh God, I can't remember the actual percentage in the American population, but it's very, it's a very small, maybe less than 1%. Uh -huh. But it's a real population that needs to be uh, acknowledged. Represented, yeah. Right. Less so, than 1% is just less than 3 million people. That's still, just it's still, still, a, it's it's still, still a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Half a 3 million, this is 1.5 million people who need help and support. Right, exactly. Uh -huh. Lovely put. Um, so there's, and there's P, that's pansexual. Now, a pansexual is... Has sex with anybody? Well, if you want to put it that way. No, let's not put it that A pansexual person is sexually attracted to a person's personality regardless of gender. 
Okay. But sorry, no. Regardless of gender, I should so so yeah. So so wait, wait. <laughs> regardless so, of sex and gender, I should put that way. So could we say then that sometimes when we say bisexual, do we really mean pansexual? pansexual? Not necessarily, because a bisexual person—it's—it's it's, it, that's where the waters get the waters get muddy. A bisexual person subscribes to the attraction to a man or a woman, presenting oneself as a man or a woman. But there are some persons who are so sexually fluid or gender fluid that they don't present themselves sorry I'm hitting your mic again that they leave the don't... mic alone Jason <laughs> yeah. um, that don't present him or herself or themselves as a man or woman just simply androgynous now a bisexual person might not be attracted to that person because they don't fit category A or category B but a pansexual person looks beyond those categories and sees the qualities within mm. androgynous we need to unpack this term. So androgynous means what? I can't tell what you are? Um, basically, yes. Yeah, or it's, you it's, don't identify with anything? No, the, okay, androgynous is a descriptive term basically describing the wrapping paper, what the person Looks presents like. as. Mm-hmm. And if that presentation is not clearly male or clearly female, but has hints of both of them. An early example would be David Bowie and in, um, in his early career in the 80s when mm. he... He looked like a very hard-faced woman, if you want to put it that way, yeah. or or could be a very flamboyant male, but his look was very androgynous. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you know the drag queen Nina Flowers as well also uses that androgynous look. Um, I, I, Google's Nina Flowers. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um, who who is who's cont- I think I'm getting you. I don't want to say Stromae. Stromae tends to have a sort of androgynous look I have sometimes. No idea Okay, French artist. But yeah, it basically having both characteristics but without mm. clearly identifying as one. Let me see. Let me see what's going on with... Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. This is definitely... That's interesting. This is definitely a man-woman. That's a woman. nice fusion. This is a man-woman. Even... even Is it him or is, is it... Drag queen. Okay, so it's, it's, it's a man. All right, dra- so... No. First of all... Does I, a drag queen have to be a man? Um, typically, a drag queen is usually a, 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 a man... Um, dressing up in drag as a female character. When mm. they're in character, the correct terminology is to use the female pronoun. So when you're speaking about... A drag queen, you say her? Her, yes. Yeah. Because they are that character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, they are now living... or Steven, cast a living. catch up! Wait, I can't! Are I, you? I, I literally... But does it, do you have to be a man to dress in drag? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I don't think so. Because I would like to dress in drag. <laughs> well, I mean, you could for one time. There are drag kings, you know, where women dress up as men. I don't want to dress as a man. Okay, that's not fun. Um, that's not fun for me either. Who is sitting right here across the room? Whatever. I'm not an androgynous man. <laughs> but this is interesting. Okay, so so this person is dressing in drag. So this is a woman right now. This, this the Nina character. Flowers. No, no, no. The character Nina Flowers is female. Okay. The, 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 but the look. <laughs> the look is androgynous. Mm-hmm. The look is androgynous itself. The, like I said, the androgynous look is all about the appearance. Not clearly male, not clearly female, but possessing characteristics of, of both. both. As easy as you said that and as much as you unpacked it, for me... Stephen is confused. <laughs> it's, it's, the most, it's the most confusing. Because, I mean, even when you're talking about transsexual people, it, it becomes really kind of like kind of complicated yeah and don't confuse transsexual with intersex that's a completely different thing altogether and that's the thing because i'm trying to unpack we're trying to unpack all of the different um um um, categories that fit within this one umbrella right Mm -hmm. 
I'm still trying to understand the difference between a pansexual and a bisexual. You're saying a bisexual is not necessarily attracted to an androgynous... May not be, because everybody, everyone is different. Everyone, each individual bisexual is different. So while bisexual A might not be... Might not be attracted to an androgynous looking person because mm -hmm. the person does not fit into either of the Male categories that clearly bisexual A would be attracted to. Bisexual B might see the male characteristics that he or she likes, mm -hmm. or bisexual B might see the female characteristics that he or she likes and be able to be attracted to that. So, mm -hmm. like I said, everyone's different. So, so would you so would you say then that the bisexual is more attracted to the physical appearance of the of, of the, the the person or i think that all sexual or all sexualities are attracted to the physical trait but, but then you said the pansexual could but pansexuals yes look are different. Beyond, right that that's usually the the, the 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 defining characteristics of the pansexuals where they are not limited to what you present as they look towards the the the, the core now here's the thing most people whether, what, what, no matter what your sexuality, would say, oh, I'm not into you for your looks. I'm here for your personality. Yeah, that's usually what There is usually a deception in that because... The uh, looks is the leading part. Right. I mean, that's the first thing... That makes that, me feel good when you say that. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's the first thing that people judge you on. I mean, that's what they see. That's what they encounter first. They, uh -huh. I mean, you walk over to me from across a bar. Mm -hmm. I am not going to be able to tell that you're a liar, that you're a thief, mm -hmm. that you are nasty at home that you sleep around. Mm -hmm. I will be able to tell you have great skin, good hair, mm -hmm. nice body. The markers. All of, all of the, the Those things. Those physical genetic markers. And mm -hmm. that guides me as to whether or not I want to pursue any sort of contact with you. Correct. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So, as much as we, as persons want to say, oh, I, I really want a person for the personality. Yes, that's true. However, you from are... From the onset. Yeah, from the, from the get-go. Before you even get to the personality, the, the, yes. the, the looks intrigue you. They get you, get you, catches your attention. You know what's funny? It, it, it's funny you said that because it's, it's, it's absolutely true in the context of human beings always find shortcuts. They, they, we use genetic markers for shortcuts. Mm -hmm. If you have long flowing hair, it means you're healthy, you have nice skin, and so on. If a woman wears makeup to smoothen her face, her face looks healthier mm -hmm. it by just by comparison to you know having a lot of boils in her face mm -hmm. right so we do shortcuts to try to get to see okay is this person worth it or not so you're right mm -hmm. it's absolutely 100 percent true now the thing is my question and i'm still sorry i'm still so caught up on this pansexual thing because i think um i think the pansexual presents a different level in itself does the pansexual um get dispersed by those markers? Do they still take those markers into consideration? Well, I, I, I don't want to, to claim that I'm an expert on all things pansexual because mm -hmm. I myself, I'm not a pansexual. Okay. So I can't really, I don't think I can answer that question honestly, mm -hmm. but one would surmise that, that they, by the bare fact that you are attracted to the personality, mm -hmm. you are attracted to the personality. Mm -hmm. Um... And I think that it would be the same effect as you being attracted to woman to a woman mm -hmm. wouldn't make a difference if she came to you wearing a red blouse or a blue blouse. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Okay, mm. unless I like unless I like blue, and, or if you like purple for that matter. Uh, purple might be my thing, and then it's like well, you know you you got good taste, <laughs> which is a thing too. Like it's easy it's easy for us to dismiss it as a joke, but it's true. Like you are 
stylistic choices mm. are also easy indicators and markers for if I want to pursue anything with you at all. Well, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I have a different uh, approach or a different uh, interpretation when it comes to style, as mm -hmm. it were. Uh, but some people would interpret what you wear as to how much time you take to, to present yourself and how much pride you take in yourself when mm -hmm. going out. Are you going to throw on a dirty shirt and some jeans and some beat pole sneakers to go out somewhere? Or are you going to rock the little black dress, the pearls, and the updo to go to the movies? I mean, really. Mm -hmm. But then that could be an indicator of other things too because, yeah. I mean, it means that you probably don't do a good job of deciphering what this event, in, what is this event, what, how do I prepare adequately for this event? Because, I mean, if you're going to the movies and you're wearing, like, you know, a, a, a Grammy award-winning dress, you might be, I mean, I don't know what you're coming here to do. <laughs> well, and again, it all boils down to your perception of what is acceptable, what is um, practical, what is right for the event. Mm -hmm. And, of course, society will tell you, oh, you're supposed to wear this to this event. Oh, you're supposed to wear this to this event. And a person can say, well, I want to wear this. So, yeah. I might want to wear the full the floor length gown with the beaded sequins and the six foot train to go to the movies because guess what I like that dress. Okay, I got you, <laughs> and and you just like it. I mean, I, I guess that's a conversation to be had. Mm. Um, question: the the transsexual community. Yes. Um, do they is 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 the transsexual community a branch of that, or is the transsexual community like? indicative of all of those different things. Uh, what I'm asking is, if I am a transsexual, mm -hmm. I am a born a man, you know, I, I identify as a woman, mm -hmm. right? Can I be any of these other things? Or is it that I just align myself with any of these other things? Ye Could I be a, a heterosexual transsexual? Um, yes. Because what? a transsexual woman is a woman. So, so we, don't, we don't call it it's not it. We don't call that person a transsexual. Oh my God! Steve, it becomes it the is biggest mistake you made. No, no. no when I say it, I, I was I was referencing but it can the be, term. It can be difficult. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm referencing the term, not the person. Mm. I, I'm not trying to get it. I'm trying to reference it. I was referencing the term by saying it. It as a transsexual term mm. okay. not it term. as a person okay, mm -hmm. okay? okay. so don't, don't, don't get me you know into no, no, no enemy bad books but what i'm saying <laughs> where does the okay let me just ask you a simple question where does the transsexual community fall within the line of this umbrella for you um the transsexual community is a, a community that goes to the same um, dilemmas as anyone else, any other members of the community. And the transsexual community is really about um, your identity, not necessarily about your sexuality. Um, mm. When you are a, a trans man, uh, basically you're born as a, a woman, but you identify as a man, and you may or may not go through the surgery to present as a man, mm. you may still be, and you might still end up attracted to men. So what you are now is a gay trans man. God darn it, Jason. That is complicated. You are it's, gay trans man, which means you were born a woman, became a man. as a man. You identify as a man. Mm -hmm. I, I said became. And you're attracted God, that to, like so you're attracted to men. So you, are, uh, you were born a female. Yeah. You are now a transsexual male who is attracted to men. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which makes you gay? Yes. yes. Because you are now a man. You are now a man. You are a trans man, but you're still a man. And the whole term of 
gay, lesbian, or bisexual. It's all about who you love and who you are attracted to. The trans community is all about identity. Yes. Mm, mm. So this is the starting point. Regardless right? of who, regardless of who you, you love. Okay, so, so the transsexual community, from, from the time you identify as a transsexual, that is your starting point. That's your identity. That's your identity. Who? That's your starting point. That's right. you. I am a man. Yes. yes. Straight up. And I am attracted to men. Mm-hmm. So I am gay. Right. Yes. Okay, so I'm a transsexual man gay. I'm a gay transsexual man. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm a pansexual transsexual man. Well, no, now you're no, getting... No. <laughs> now you're just getting... No. You're just overcomplicating things. You have is it really? Because, yes, I, again, but then it, if, if all I'm saying is that you identify as a man, but you are a pansexual... Not necessarily. Not necessarily pansexual. Pansexuality now comes back to what do you, what are you attracted to? Are you attracted to... Any, anybody as long no, as... No, I'm... but here's the, here's the thing, though. A transsexual man may not be attracted to any and anybody. That transsexual man might have a type. First of all, like I said, if the transsexual man is attracted to men, well then, guess what? That guy's gay. That man, that Mm -hmm. transsexual man, is a gay, transsexual man. Okay. You have to remember that the gay, bisexual, and lesbian, lesbianic, lesbian terms. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's a little pitch perfect floor right there. Um, The gay, gay, bisexual, lesbian terms are all about who you love, who you're attracted to. Your sexuality. Yeah, your sexuality. Mm -hmm. And that involves another person. Mm -hmm. The trans transgender community does not involve another person it's all about your identity and who you identify but i, I think i think we're saying the same thing because i'm just saying that you are a, a transsexual man mm-hmm. and you're pansexual your identity your sexuality is pansexual no your identity is not pansexual pansexuality is again about who you're attracted that's to. what i'm saying I, I, me and you're saying the same things i'm not saying that every transgender person is a pansexual i'm mm-hmm. saying there is such a thing at is yes. there such a thing yeah, yeah, as yes, 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 there can be. That's what I'm, yes. that's all I'm saying. Yes. I'm not oh, saying okay. that just because you're transgender means that you're get, pansexual. Okay, that. you know what? If you had that. said that you can be a pansexual, I think it would have been clearer. Yes, yes but, we didn't. We just didn't get that. Right. Okay. right yeah, but a, tr- a trans, a trans. <laughs> Me and Jason are here, and you're like there. Yes, <laughs> a transgender person. <laughs> no offense, Jason has the information. You have the empathy. I'm trying to understand as a Neanderthal here, and then I'm the only Neanderthal in this room. But yeah, a transgender person can be pansexual. Regard okay. a pansexual is the sexuality can be, pan, can be can be pansexual regardless of the gender, and regardless of uh, where you are in, in the trans community, whether you are cis cis, which means you are the gender and you identify as the gender that you were born with, or if you're trans. So you do not identify with the gender you were born with. I have a difficult question to ask because there's something that's just been boggling my mind. Mm. When is, is there an age when you, when, when, okay, is there an age that's proper for you to make up your mind as to what identity no. you are? <laughs> I, that's the, the shortest answer I can give you is no. I don't think there is a proper age. Everyone comes into his or her own at his or her, his own, or time. her own time. It, uh, same thing, if we were to if you were to strip down, really strip down the sexual rainbow to two colors of, of gay and straight, mm-hmm. right? Um, no one, everyone develops at their own age from sexual awareness or, or awareness of your own sexuality to actual sexual activity. It's I might all know, unique. 
It's all it's all my need. I might know that I like women and I watch porn and I look at n- nude magazines and I watch everyone passing by all through my teenage years, but I don't have sex until I'm late and my until really late in my adulthood and my best friend who does the same thing has sex when he's 13 and has been having sex constantly. It's all a, it, it boils down to the individual. You might not know where you lie dependent on your own situation. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems I find here is that, specifically here, is that there is the, the atmosphere in the, the community is not conducive to allowing people to figure out themselves. Um, one of the problems I find here is that there is so much media which stifles any sort of, uh, 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 I don't want to say sexual exploration, but sexual realization mm. from music which says Bono Chichi Man mm. to... That's so, an old song, Jason. That's, I know, but it's still being played today. 20 years ago. I mean, still being played today. I mean, b- what's his name? Buju is still banned from places because of Boom Bye Bye. Boom. Yes. yes. I can't. I, every time, I'm sorry. Every time somebody says that. I've told you this several <laughs> times. You can't sing that song anymore. I know, but I just like, it just, it, it doesn't make my voice rasp. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. mean it in any like disrespectful way. It's just, it's just a song. Yeah. To me. Uh, but of it, course, it's not you, just a song to you. It is ahead, just a song to you, but it's more than just of a course, song to, to everybody many people. Who take offense to it. Yes, basically. You're basically telling people, you're, he's telling people to shoot, shoot whoever on site yeah. in the head yes that's 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 bad and i mean there are lies that them half dead what 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 does that what, say what, what can one take from that i mean really <laughs> how do you interpret that except from what he says anyway a very hype night at the club right the, it, it's very insensitive i'm sorry that was so like, i mean just as, as because we're here just a question um how do Again, I guess just because you are vocal for those sorts of people in that small um, community, and I guess you could probably empathize with them or you've communicated with, with lots of them. Um, just a question again, just because we, we're in this area, how, I don't know, how, I, I, how does one feel, especially you yourself as an advocate, again, for these people in this small community, how does one feel in... Uh, culture that has this view um against msms mm-hmm. and, and the whole community yeah just the, the whole, whole community because I, I mean i've been in a club where we sing in if them up yeah 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 and everybody like i have i have i have um quite a few um homosexual friends and they sing out like you know, and sometimes I, I'm wondering, um, am I making you uncomfortable by singing this song? But you're singing this song, are you just like fitting along? In. Are you assimilating to the culture? Com- are comfortable? Or are you just okay with it? Or is it more personal? Um, boy, that's an interesting, it's a loaded question right I'm sorry. Here. <laughs> Don't okay. be sorry, load him. <laughs> he, again, individuals are different. Mm, yeah. One person's, okay. what might offend one person might not offend another person. I mean... Certain black folks might not take as much offense to white people wearing blackface as other black folks might. True. Mm. So, again, it boils down to the, 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 individual. the individual. But what I personally would advocate for is to remove those types of things because you are harming a certain section. And there are going to be certain people who 
are going to be visibly uncomfortable or say they don't like it. And you'll know because they're clear. And then there are those who say, oh, no, it's fine. But inside, they may not be fine with it because they don't want to stand out for whatever reason. Mm. Mm. So mm. They're, they're just, they're just, they're just so it's agree. Just, it's just safer to it's stay safer away to, from yeah. those It's safer to assimilate than to, to differentiate. No, but I'm asking for me. So I'm just asking you, is it safer for me to refrain from those kinds of music or those kinds of... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to tell you what to and what not to listen to, but... Mm-hmm, but then you don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Again, exactly. like, I would be... I've had that experience where I'm singing this song and I'm really hyped and excited. And then, and then I'm like, oh my God. My friend I have is right, my yeah. homosexual friend here. Am I making him, him or her uncomfortable? Well, mm. One of the things I've, uh, I've often wondered, for example, let me see if we can draw this parallel. In current dance hall, there, is a, there are a lot of songs which are very denigrating to women. And it's women to sing them all the time, Jason. Come uh, on, I, which like makes that. me wonder: How do women he- feel hearing these dancehall singers talking about? I'm not going to use the language, but basically destroying her vagina mm-hmm. and all of the the the. Somebody gone dead in the house tonight. Somebody uh, gone dead in the bed tonight. Yeah. Or some mess like that, and mm-hmm. very graphic lyrics, and basically reducing women. I don't want to sound like uh, say it, Jason. I don't want to sound like a really super hyper pol- political activist here, but reducing women to sex objects and to things. Objectifying them, yeah. So how do you feel, Mims? How does that does that do anything for you? <laughs> no, it no, doesn't. No, but you see, Mims probably is. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I, and I think I'm a pretty good representation of. Uh, I'm a pretty good representation of. I mean, the status quo when it comes to females and and music. Um, what's funny is that um, when I was younger, I was in this group called Pep. <laughs> That's before they had the Pep the mm, Pep program. program. It was called Pep, um, promoting equality in politics. And it was sort of a feminist group. And one speaker came in to speak to us. And she was, like, she was saying, like, now that you're in this organization, you need to be more sensitive to the plight of females. And even some of this dancehall music that you're listening to, mm-hmm. it it's does not, not go. Exactly. Yeah. It does not go what you're preaching. It does not go with empowering females. So that's the only time when I'm like, oh, my God. But I love this type of music mm. and I feel highly of myself but I just love this type of music so again I guess it's very personal yeah it's, it's um, I listen to degrading <laughs> music all the time uh, however women are now starting to own their sexuality and their is, identity I, too, I think too like I think being a woman is it's no longer a weakness it shouldn't like there's a lot of there's a lot of empowerment now for, for women there's a, there's a lot. I yeah, mean, you still have I mean, a lot to go. Don't get me wrong. a lot to go. And I mean, mm. it's just a, an, an in, interesting thing to note. Yeah. That women are even starting to take control of their sexuality. Like, women are owning their pom-poms, I guess. Owning their pom-poms. Yeah, yeah, they're owning their pom-poms. So, you know, it's different. But again, I guess what you're saying, it, it's right. It's really on a personal level. And I guess some people are affected by it and some people are not affected by it. But I do feel, though, that what would what could be the difference maybe in in the terms and in the parallel that you drew is that women are not at least in my opinion women are not necessarily in constant fear of physical harm as mm. opposed to those who are in the homosexual particularly gay men Mm. In, in, game in, in the black Caribbean in the community. Black Caribbean community, a fear of physical assault it, and physical has it, hurt. Has it has it gotten has it gotten better in your opinion? 
Like, I mean, from, from 15, 20 years ago, like, to now, I mean, has it, has it gotten any better? Um, that's, a, that's a difficult question to answer. Um, I guess the clearest answer that I can give is not enough. Hmm. Um, there are still incidents of um, gay men being attacked. I mean, I, we can go back a couple of years to when a certain 16-year-old... Of course, I know you mean. ...was, mm. was attacked mm -hmm. and was, was wounded very, very badly. And one can only wonder if his sexuality had anything to do with it. I mean, there have been no definite ties. There have been no... Don't, no, no, no... Nothing really concrete to say that this may have been a hate crime, mm -hmm. but you can only stop to wonder because from what I've heard before, the young fellow was not involved in any sort of contention. So where no, did this suddenly come from? didn't have any gang affiliations. Right, so where did this suddenly come from? And it is not too far a stretch to believe that you know one day somebody who has been watching this person for and it's just been getting under their skin for the longest time one day just they just snap and and they snap too hard so is back mm. to i guess what we're talking about um msm mm -hmm. does that fear or being in constant fear perhaps does that affect um how how what 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 am I trying to how say? How you express yourself? No, you? Yeah, how 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 you express yourself, or even in terms of sexual health, like how does that damper hinder sexual health for that small group of people? Oh, girl, you you have stirred up a hornet's nest. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> okay, let's talk about sexual health and how this all really impacts sexual health. So you have a community of MSM, right? And you're living in a small society where people know people. Uh -huh. And the biggest factor within that community is the fear that people are going to find out who you love and who you like to have sex with. Because we have, we in this small country have been told from the very start that it's wrong. You should not be doing it. The Bible says, don't do this. The music says, don't do that. I, as your father, say, don't do this. You'll bring shame upon us, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. So it's pounded into you from from very young and mm -hmm. you hear it every day you turn on the radio you're hearing dancehall saying this you're hearing reggae saying that you turn on the tv you're seeing more of that i mean american tv has become more liberal now but, a lot more yeah. but west indian tv not so much but anyway so but regardless of all of these factors that are telling you no 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 your body is still your body and your, your body is the heart wants what the heart wants <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants and yeah. so what what ends up happening is that you have men particularly young men and when i say young men i'm talking like 21 down to as young as 14 and maybe even younger who are stealing a chance to go out to some remote area to have sex they might go i don't know Port as far Zante. away as possible from Port Zante. No, from crane eyes. Yeah, far away. Port Zante, Frigate Bay, some cane field I mean, somewhere. I mean, heterosexuals do that too. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's, not, that's, not, that's not unique. But here's, here's the thing though. A heterosexual couple getting caught on the beach on Frigate Bay having sex behind some bush or wherever is nowhere near as scandalous 
as two guys getting caught having sex in the same location at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the shame that both of them would feel at that moment is is 10 times as much as they shame. That's interesting because even if it was that you caught two females having sex, yeah, it's fe- still not nowhere close. Nowhere close. In fact, it's almost cute. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, Which or I'll, just kinky. And, and I'll tell you, and, and in my opinion, the reason why is because male society has basically translated that as to each of them wanting to be a man because you're having sex with a woman. So it's, oh, that's so cute. You want to be a wait, man Wait, 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 too. wait. Repeat that. Repeat that. Repeat that. Somehow I feel it may need yet and that, that just went on my head. Repeat that. The, hu- the society... I feel uh-huh. that... Your the, opinion. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel, because it, it's not... I, I mean, I, I'm free to be debunked on this, but I... Because I think I feel differently about it. Okay. Yeah, I feel, personally, that the male-centric society does not put such a, such a, a stigma on lesbianism because... Simply put, they each want what's the what the straight male wants as well. So oh, they identify to with the, the with, the, with the attraction. The the straight male identify with the attraction. Women oh, are beautiful. Yeah, I get it. Women, women are beautiful. Attra- oh, so it. women are attracted to women, and men are also attracted to women. So they so, get it. So I get it. She got a nice booty. You yeah. She, yeah, yeah, touch it. Touch I, it. I understand. Yeah. I understand. You go on. Go on. But you meet two men. Oh, recoil in yeah, yeah. horror. Clutch the pearls. What are you doing? But we've also done an amazing job as a culture at demonizing um, gay men. Oh. In fact. One of the biggest fears about going to prison it's is being raped. anally raped. It's not even just being like Locked touched, away. <laughs> raped. Like there's even like even on on TV, the dropping the soap, met, mm-hmm. uh, the whole symbolism permeated straight throat. Even cartoon SpongeBob did it, and Boondocks. Boondocks did oh it. My Boondocks did God. a whole that entire was episode. Horrendous. Mm. It was horrendous, but it was also it's 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 um reaffirming a fear that gay men. Are demons, because the, the, if you if you're gonna say to me the worst thing that could happen to me as a man, the one thing that could defame me as a man is to be anally raped by another man. Then what do I really think of all the all gay men who have sex with each other? It's like that is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Let me jump back a little bit. Go back to the topic of sexual health. So because yes. <laughs> what you mentioned is sparked another talk, uh, another um, avenue talk of about. health. So okay, so again you have. Uh, these young men who are taking a chance, as it were, to run off and have sex, but in their desperation, many of them are not using protection. Mm-hmm. And that opens themselves up to all sorts of diseases. Mm-hmm. And usually these things are done hurriedly, no preparation, and it, there's, it's never a dinner movie and then sex afterwards. Yeah, it's, 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 straight it's, it's, it. it's a call at 12, 1 in the morning. Hey, what are you doing? Uh-huh. Let me go. Let me run. Yeah. And voila. I mean, I'm, yeah, the booty calls happen in every, in every gender mm-hmm. coupling as it were. Every it's sex different couple. because then we could actually, as a heterosexual male, I could go out with my partner and we could have a dinner. We could chill out. We could go back and chill and relax and we could be in public. It's fine. Or even you could, if, if you're uh, perceived as a heterosexual male, you could pick up condoms on the way. Yes, you can. Yeah. And yeah. you'd get no funny looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, or rather, you knowing what you're going to do would not think twice about it because you don't feel bad about no, it. You're going to have no sex stigma. with your girl. So you there's can pick no up stigma. condoms. As a, an MSM going to pick up condoms, you know what you're going to do. 
you feel bad about it. You don't even want to be seen giving anyone any kind of hint that you're about to have any kind of sexual activity. So you skip that all together and you go and you do your do. And like I said, it all leads up to the possibility of opening yourself up to STIs. Now, jumping onto the topic of anally, <laughs> the fear of anal rape. That whole fear of penetration prevents men from getting tested for prostate cancer. It does, yes, 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 it does, yes. 100%. I know there are some men... I mean, everybody, once you're over the age of 40, you should be go- setting yourself up to go get tested Regular for prostate treatment. cancer. Every 40. five years. <laughs> I'm not almost 40. Yes, you are. <laughs> but it's a, re- it's a real thing that black men, particularly Caribbean black men, shy away from because of the digital rectal exam. The truth of the matter is the doctor is going to stick his finger in your anus for a, a second, a second, two seconds at the most, and it's done. It's mm-hmm. a moment of discomfort which could save your life. It's like getting an injection in your shoulder. It's a bit of pain and you're done with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can't compare anything to injection. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, she's I'm definitely of afraid of the injections. Okay. Well, it, but either way, it's, 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 yeah. it's it, I mean, I, I do not know. Uh, how how uncomfortable? Have you had a pap smear? Yes, I have. How are a pap smear painful or uncomfortable? It's, it's not painful, but it is uncomfortable. Okay, well, you see, I mean, I would. But I do it anyway. There you mm-hmm. go. How long does it take? Not long. <laughs> Before you know it, you're done. Man, the thing is, we demonize our stuff. I, 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 I would. Let me admit my own insecurity, right? I am daffly afraid of that. Daffly afraid. I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I have so much questions. You I have a hundred questions. Um, I still have to. That transgender topic, mm-hmm. I have a hundred questions, man. And I will oh try to God. answer them as best as I can. Not a hundred. I only have three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So, how did... Because earlier we, we, we touched on, or you touched on um, HIV. Um. How did HIV... And MSMs mm-hmm. get so connected in what I don't in, even in, remember in what me, time that was, but early on, in, in like 1960s, remember when we, we when everybody believed, oh, you had to be a man having sex with another man in order to in be, order to have, have AIDS, AIDS, yeah. AIDS, AIDS, HIV, exactly. Oh. Where, where did where did that even come from? Boy, even I mean, now we know that it's not true, but where did that come from? And that it's maybe also cool. leads to the demonize. That's a part of the whole demonizing men yeah. who have sex with men because you guys are sick. Yeah, you and guys, you guys got you AIDS. You guys have AIDS. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Look, let me tell you that that, whole, that link between HIV and the MSM community is basically one big piece of propaganda. It mm. really is. Um, there needed to be a scapegoat for the spread of HIV and mm. since um, gay men were the most visible members of the community, the most visible members who were suffering... It was just attributed to them. I mean, people would overlook that according to research by, oh gosh, what's the name? Not, not CARFA. What was it before? The Caribbean Epidemiology Center. CDC? Um, uh, I forgot what, what what's the, what the, oh, the that, body is. The Caribbean Epidemiology Center led, left, um, it published a study several years ago. Um, I haven't seen the most recent one. But at that time, the numbers of heterosexuals who tested HIV positive were double the number of, M- of the MSM community. Wow. Mm. So there are twice... Why does that make sense to me? <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me. But yet, the MSM community is the one that's being demonized as the carriers and the, the spreaders mm. of HIV. I believe simply because uh, of the propaganda that was put out there to attack that community mm. by the majority straight community. Yeah, of course. Um, that makes sense. 
so you had that put in place and it just perpetuated throughout the years. And mm-hmm. to this day, even when you present the evidence, say, no, That's here are the true. numbers, look yeah. at them. They'll take one look and say, bye. That's and a you, lie. Yeah. And, and move on. Because and, and it's easier for you to continue believing what you believe. Yep. Um, the, the thing is, what you just said, if, if it is that's the, the ratio, it makes complete utter sense. Mm-hmm. And it goes right back to what you were saying earlier about like not using protection. One of the main things, and I, I don't know if this is, is, I'm not saying I'm talking for every straight guy, mm-hmm. or every guy, but one of the main reasons for being safe in, in, in sex or anything is not, not to get pregnant. pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so like, if there's no chance for, for, for yeah. to be any impregnation, because men run from responsibility, is that true? Right? Oh, really? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> men, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You never the, knew that. Man, no. you should... You should Fun definitely fact. know that. Fun fact. Men, I'm learning. <laughs> you, you, yeah, learn. Men, men usually run from, from responsibility. And it's the responsibility of having to remain with, with one person for, for forever. That, that, is, that is scary for most, most men, right? Shocking. Shocking, yes. But what I'm saying is this. Like, the responsibility of having to rear a child outweighs every other possibility. So when you're talking about presenting yourself from AIDS and all of that and, 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 and other STDs, STIs and that could other kill STIs you. That could kill you or make mm-hmm. your life a living hell. Mm-hmm. Probably even maybe even worse than AIDS because at least AIDS has like retroviral drugs and so some of these things, they are really horrible. You're going to live with scars and stuff for the rest of your life. What I'm saying is the need to not have children in most men yeah. that I've talked to outweighs, that is, that, vastly yeah. outweighs the yeah. STI. So if yeah. you're going to have sex with a man, if you yeah. are a, a purporting to be an, a, home, a heterosexual guy and you skip and you're bisexual, you have sex with men as well, you're not going to be wearing, trying to find condoms, not just because you're ashamed mm. of that, but because it's like, why am I wearing a condom? You have, you're not going to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. There's no chance that yeah. I'm going to get a baby with you. In yeah, fact, correct. sometimes men convince themselves there's even no chance that anybody will ever find out. That I'm having sex with you. So, condoms, why? Yeah. You know, why don't And I've heard pleasure? that. I've heard that before. Well, that is true. That is true. But, and and it's, it's, a, it's a fallacy. You, you leave yourself open to a, a veritable smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Of, yeah, of STIs. These big words, yes. We don't know what a smorgasbord is. Feast, basically. A feast. There you go. <laughs> a feast of, of gonor- everything. Gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis. You, herpes. Herpes, HPV. Yeah. And these same men, and it's the same thing. It's like these same men who indulge. And, and I'm not saying it, it simply comes from, from that. It's both sides. Mm. You get gonorrhea from here and you shift it over there. Which I was about to, I was about to say. So let's say you go out and you have your secret rendezvous with whoever man or woman mm-hmm. unprotected you go back to your main squeeze Bang, and you, you pass on the virus yeah, to I your main that. squeeze who is innocent in this whole mess he mm-hmm. or she is there waiting at home you come home whatever you have sex and you've passed it on and all they are an unwitting accomplice oh not accomplice they're an unwilling victim of, of your, in your sexual your infidelity yeah. sexual games mm-hmm. is it do you have any statistic that you've ever seen um, that um, equates the level of promiscuity in heterosexual I was gonna ask people about compared that. to homosexual people? Uh, unfortunately, no. I cannot. I don't have any statistics that I can pull off the top of my head. And I wouldn't even know where to look for that. <laughs> All right, no. I know. It's probably a difficult but, question. But, I mean, it, it is. But I'll tell you one that... <laughs> men are horse. Um, in, in, yes, in, that's what I was just thinking. Men, <laughs> I'm sorry to be so blunt. Men... Men love sex. Men will find sex, and any opportunity that a man will have for sex, he will have that opportunity for sex. 
if you are willing to give a but man... That doesn't paint us in a very good light, Jason. Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> guess what? If a man gets the opportunity to have a blowjob on the subway in rush hour, guess what? He's going to take the chance and try to put you up against the wall so people don't really see it. He's going to have that blowjob right then and there. So, yeah, they will have sex at any opportunity. But is, um, it, is, is, is that, is that of, of... I mean, the way you say it sounds very um, sinister. Sinister. Yeah. What I'm saying is that it sounds like it sounds like we are evil by not, intention. Not necessarily, yeah. but not like evil. you guys just have a, a, a bigger sexual appetite, appetite. Than, then, than females. And again, just because mm-hmm. I've had homosexual friends, um, that's something that they they they. Mm. He wants you to stay on mic. Yes, I want you to stay that we <laughs> that's can hear something you. that they have expressed to me because I've asked, and he's like. You know, whereas females are not always constantly thinking about sex, mm-hmm. males are just constantly thinking about sex. So no, imagine two males, mm-hmm. like one of if you if, if there's a male and a woman, the woman will the say woman no. The woman is gonna like dilly and dally and not be in the mood, and she has her period and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to do it, and mm-hmm. she's gonna cut style and whatever. But two men, who's gonna say they're no? They're like on the same train. We want the same thing That's all the time, so they may just have more <laughs> sex. They may just end up having more sex than. Yes, and heterosexuals. Th- I mean, that's just an assumption. That's the information I got. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I guess it makes sense. It, it does. It does make. And a so, lot what sense. you have is now more opportunities to pass, to pass on, on STIs. Correct. But I think that if young men growing up of whatever sexuality are informed about the realities of their actions, they would be a bit more cautious when they do actually you think do become. So? I think so. Because I don't think so. He, I think. I think, I, I think all of us have gotten like. At some point, no, at some point, and not going up and saying it's at some point, all of us would have gotten this email that had this plethora of pictures from sexually transmitted, sexually transmitted diseases. diseases. Oh, I, I didn't like get that. Gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, and it was, the most it was <laughs> horrible. It was horrible. Terrifying it was email horrible. ever. Just this thread of lots of pictures of how like extreme cases of STDs and all of everybody's like I solemnly swear that I will that I would never have unprotected sex and then look at us now I don't know (laughs) boss I'm a virgin Islander you from St. Thomas St. Croix (laughs) (laughs) anyway right so that you but guys, I'm just saying, like I, I even it doesn't I, I dis, think, yeah, it doesn't dis, I, it doesn't discourage, it, and, no, and maybe I that's the issue so. too. Like it doesn't discourage enough, permanently enough. Like you could shock people into into changing, like changing temporarily, but I don't think you could shock somebody into changing long term. I think that the solution the, for a long term change in behavior would be would all boil down to instilling a sense of worth, of self worth mm. in a person when you know mm. that. Um, I don't want this for myself. I have plans. I want to do this. I want to do that. I don't want to be putting myself in a situation where I could be dead at 33. Oh, but then that, that also brings up another issue. <laughs> Most of the times, especially younger people, I don't think the, 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 the understanding is long-term ever. Yeah, like it, their it, perspectives it. are very short-term. It's like, and, and some of us never really grow up. I'm just going to put that in there. Because everything exists on the current feeling. Everything instant exists in the... Exactly. Yep. Everything exists on the instant gratification of that moment. How could I make the best of this very moment? The future is to come. I might never see... Like, you could hear it in certain people when they talk to you. Like, it's like, I could die tomorrow. So, I mean, why should I do this and why should I do that? Like, there's absolutely no foresight. So, I don't know, I don't know how to beat that lack of foresight. 
all, it, you know, they're responsible. This, sorry, at this point in time, it's, it is difficult because, again, it's, a, it's a, a mentality that has been ingrained over the years and it's something that people are just accustomed to. Much like as it is now, people can't go anywhere without their smartphones and mm-hmm. they, everyone's always looking at the phone every two seconds. Mm-hmm. You t- if you tell people, turn off your phones, put it down, they're at a loss. They, they, some don't Start know what itch. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's like, what drunk. do I do in my eyes now? Do I have to look at you now? And it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird for some people. I have a bunch of questions. I don't know if... Ask. If, I have a bunch of questions about the transsexual community. Like, earlier I asked you if, um, if you think that there's an age when we should allow people to choose their gender, allow people... Not gender. Allow people to identify with a specific gender or so on and so forth. The, the reason I asked that question was a little bit more... Maybe more deep than I, I alluded to. The reason I'm asking is because if I am if, if I am born with a penis and you are telling me at, at six and seven that, you know, you're born with a penis, but you could be a woman if you want to be. Like, does that know is is giving people that choice, does it confuse them? Like, look at the and, and, and I'm looking at the repercussion. I have one specific repercussion in my head. It will like this young fellow at eight is saying, I feel like I am a girl. Right, and he goes. He wants to go into the female bathroom and 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 be a girl. That's what he wants to do. He wants to adopt that identity at eight years old. Um, the other girls are very uncomfortable with a guy coming in with a penis and peeing like right next to them. But this is where he's comfortable. He's fighting for that. What do you think about that situation? In retrospect, what do you feel about introducing kids to the identity? Um, the identity choice. I think, personally, that that needs to be an ongoing discussion Um, because so much of your identity and your sexuality tend to be influenced by hormones. I do not know Mm. if eight, if the the age of eight is enough to concretize your own identity. And as I said before, everyone is different. So Mm -hmm. someone might be completely aware at eight and someone might be... Um, in flux and not be completely yeah. sure where he or she wants to be. But mm-hmm. I think it's a discussion that needs to be had that's on an ongoing basis between the child and the parents and any other um, person who would be able to assist in that discussion. Guidance counselor, um, sexual health advocate, whoever. But that type of um, dilemma, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. there's no quick fix for that. It's a, it's a constant conversation that needs to be had um and i'm afraid i'm not the best person who would even offer a solution yeah because Um, i mean it it funnels into an even deeper understanding of okay a a deeper conundrum mm -hmm. because my conundrum is you are a male you're born a male you identify as a female so you're now a transgender female right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you want to compete in something like sports? Like then, what? What? Where do we? Where do we put you? Where? Where does our society even have like the the ability to accommodate such an athlete who is now identifying as a woman? Do they compete with the men? Do they? I mean, is it fear that they compete with the women? Like this, it it becomes a little bit more. A little bit more touchy when you get to how do they live out the rest of their lives and how do they become the best human beings that they could be. This person is a gymnast. They're the best gymnast that you've ever seen as a male. All right? But now they're competing. Or they want to. They, not they want to. They're now identify as a female. And where do they compete now? Do they compete in the female 
um, um, part of the competition? Is it fear? Like these kind of questions are questions that like I have and I have had for a while. You see, I've I, I've heard that debate about the sports issue about having transgender person competing in the same section as what they identify as. Uh, as. Mm-hmm. Um, and my thing is that if you are concerned that they're that that they would have a physical advantage because of their past identity, mm-hmm. I think that might be bunk because what you, you also have certain cis women, women who are born women and who identify as women, who are large, who are muscular, and who have the capacity to outperform smaller women. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to let that woman who was born a woman but who is bigger and bulkier compete, why not let that woman who was not born a woman well, there's, and there's a simple there's a simple um oh look at that there's a simple there's a simple reason for that because if you had to look at the the top performing male at least and i don't know if this is something good for me to say on a physiologic basis but men are usually stronger than women on a physiological Physical. basis yeah. generally. generally generally because there are some women of course who could there beat are my yeah there are of course exceptions and i am not indicative of the average male by any standard i i don't think so when i say i don't i'm not indicative of i i don't know if i fall in the medium part of the spectrum height wise strength wise intelligence wise i i, I i'm not gonna fool myself in thinking i'm like median or higher class or anything like that i'm just steven but if you look at the even if you look at the world records you, you it's it's and it would be unfair to put the top performing males along with the top performing females because there would be no competition no woman at, as of now, would ever make it into the male finals of almost any competition. And I don't know, like, the, the general understanding is that the physiology of a man is just, is just stronger than the physiology of a woman. A woman could have babies that takes a certain level of strength and that takes a different anatomy out, uh, almost altogether, and that's a different sort of strength. I don't disagree with that. That is strength in and of itself. But in terms of the competing platform, and that's what I'm saying to you, I was a top 10 performing male athlete. I identify as a female. I going in, I'm now going into the female competition as an identified female. I do have an ongoing advantage over all the females who are working really hard as females. They will never, or they might never ever be like me. They might never, they will never beat me. That's, I, and I could understand the argument that that would be very unfair. Like that, no matter what they do, they might never win. Well, the same could be said for a man, a mm-hmm. cis man or a cis woman, who was just naturally born with certain advantages. Mm-hmm. He or she, within their own respective fields, was born bigger, stronger, faster. When Usain Bolt blistered the competition. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. I mean... So is it unfair that he's beating everyone consistently? Well, he means he's retired now, but um, <laughs> it's not because at least at the end of the day, there's a possibility that there will be another Usain Bolt as a man. But I'm saying as a man, as a born man, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, by any means, I'm not trying to be contentious. But I'm just saying like this is, this is a known, like an understanding. Like Usain Bolt is not the last great runner. Mm-hmm. In fact... I could, I could assume that maybe even in the next 100 years, we would have somebody who breaks that record, his record, as a male. But in terms of a female breaking that record, it's, it's almost highly unlikely. 
Like it's highly unlikely that that even if a woman born, is born bigger and strong, as long as she could, like she has the anatomy of a woman, it's very highly unlikely the, the, the odds are against of to ever beat Usain Bolt's record. And I'm not saying that to say like okay, a woman could. I'm just saying that it's, it's just the record doesn't show that. Well, you see, sports is not my forte. So, <laughs> I'm just so, saying. Honestly, I'm truly, so I can't even dig back and, and give any sort of an example. I will say that I think that the, the current regulations, I, I, I do not know if there are rules against transsexuals performing. There's a lot of, tra- there's a lot of controversy um, surrounding it uh-huh, now. And I, I, I think even, and I'm not so sure they allow it okay, and I can in as- most sports. And I can assume that your whole... Point, as you were explaining before, is one of the main tenets of the argument of why um, transgenders um, are forbidden from participating in events with the gender that they now, I- uh, with, they yeah. now identify with. The with. Part, yeah, with the gender. Because they, they, especially, the- especially when it comes from, from the man who identifies as women. Uh-huh. Eventually, because trans it, women, just say trans women. I'm trans women, trans women. Sorry, I have to use the dialogue. Yes, trans women. The thing is, what what is what is what could be sinister about it is that you could be a top twenty performing male, and you just say, hey, you know, one day, one day. I'm not saying this is going to be normal because I think as Mims tries to educate me on a regular basis, people don't want the stigma associated with certain groups. They're not going to run into something. Like, no, no woman is going to just walk up and say, you know, I, I just get reappalled. You know, that's not, it, it doesn't bring the kind of, you know, like, like um, I don't know, like public adoration that we think it does. All right. Like a woman identifying as being raped is not, not identifying. A woman who says that she's been raped is, is not seen as some, you know, matter to be, you know, looked up to by everybody. You know, it's, it's a lot of friction, a lot of things. So what I'm saying is this. The one argument that I've been hearing about the sports has to do with what if you are the, you're the top 20, you'll never be number one, and you decide, okay, I identify as a woman, and I go on over to the woman's side, and I beat everybody. Hey, look, I'm world champion now. Well, you see, that's a rather silly reason. I'll tell you what. It's a rather flippant reason. Nobody changes their, their, their identity for such... A reason. I mean, it's, that's like saying that um, a woman is going to make a sex change to be a man so she can make it in the business world. No. It, first of all, you, you make a sex change to a man, there's not much chance you're going to succeed anyway. The decision to change your sex, to change your identity, is one that's because well, it's born from an, an inborn struggle within yourself. It's like wearing a jacket or a dress that does not fit. You can't, it does not feel right. It itches. You must get it off. And you're mm-hmm. forced to wear this every single day. And it is after a lot of struggle and a lot of heartache and a lot of, 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 of self-hate that people make this decision. Mm. And it, it's, it's a long, ongoing process, complicated, expensive surgery sometimes mm, involved. So it's and it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. really difficult. Yeah, For most people, especially if you want to go... All the way, With both top and bottom surgery. Yeah, yeah, it's not a decision that's made that's taken lightly for simply, you know, wanting to perform in another category. No. So that argument for, um, you know, is, is a rather dismissive argument. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I guess that's what you were saying. Yes. As, as, mm-hmm. as, as, I, as I tried to educate you, that people are not going to put themselves in such uncomfortable situations just because they want to. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I don't know. The, I... I <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you 
in context of this specific reasoning, mm. um, I think if you if if you want to be number one enough, you 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 do anything that that it takes. Yeah. Because I I don't know if you guys are aware of there was one scenario, and this has nothing to do with gay. The umbrella. This has to do with just maliciousness. I think there was a French team one time who went into the the basketball championships of the Special Olympics. I think it was French. It might might be another. Mm-hmm. But they were not disabled at all. They won. I mean, come on. They won. They won and the investigation went in and they found out that none of these guys were disabled. Yeah, but let me, in, let me interrupt you right there. That's slightly different. There, there's a difference between pretending that you are you are a special needs person, and then going through the process of being a trans person. I mean, are you aware of just the, of what the surgery entails? But then, to be a trans person, do you have to change your, you you have to change your sex in order to be a trans person? Well, you would house <laughs> basically, right? Do you have to do anything? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying go to the children. That's a good question. Can do you, you just have identify? Identify as a person? Because you said that earlier. You did yeah, say that. Yeah, it is, it is really about your identification. But um, I would assume that if we're talking about the sporting officials, they would want some sort of proof that, yes, you really do identify as a woman and you're not just being playing the fool. I'm not so sure that, that when people use the argument that they're talking about somebody actually going through surgery or anything, they're just talk, talking about somebody who wants to win and just says, you know, I identify as a woman today. You know, the easiest, just dress like a female. That's No, well, then I think that, for example, you would need to have lived a certain amount of time, and I'm sure some sort of proof that you have lived some, a certain amount of time as your chosen, chosen, uh, your chosen identity. identity. Whether it's caused... One of the things... Yeah, that I feel like, if in, in, especially in relation to support, you would probably at least need to have some legal documentation because one that of the, says that you're... A female. One of the things that, that they do is they go. To get with money. No, one of the things people you have to do is actually change your your pronoun so that you're yeah. no longer miss. It's a mister, and you'd have to do this on all your documents. Mm-hmm. But so I'm saying that's not that's is that. I don't think it's that. Sim- I don't think. No, it's, it's not sim- simple. I'm not saying it's simple. You know, I'm saying it's doable. Get, it is doable. And it's also not. It it also it it's also not doesn't. It's not what? I'm saying it's not irreversible. And it's not irreversible. Again, if if I want <laughs> I don't know if you guys are maybe maybe we it's because but we just saying like it's like it's is it for somebody to go to that extent. It's a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch, yeah. But it's not impossible. No, it's not impossible. It's but not impossible, but impossible. it's highly improbable though. Man, I, I can see this. And and that's and, and of course I'm not saying that this argument discredits anybody from being identified as, as whatever mm. sex agenda they want to be identified mm. as. Mm. I'm just saying, when it comes to that specific realm, it's, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> I leave that sports argument to the sports people. I'm not a sports person. Wrapping up this show, Jason, thank you so much for being here. Mims, thank you so much for being here. Let's go to the last part of the show. You have to say three things that you are definitely sure are incorrect. All right? And I don't know if anybody wants to start this process. I can start. Okay, let's go. Um, go ahead. Gay men are attracted to every man. That, that is, that is, that is absolutely incorrect. That is absolutely incorrect. Um, you want to go or you want me to go? Go ahead. Okay. I think that listening to gay people is going to make you much worse of a human being. Eh, incorrect. That's incorrect. Jason, it doesn't have to be based on what we spoke about. It could be anything. Because I'm going to bring some different stuff. 
Um, talking with a gay person will make you gay. That's a proven fact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> your turn, your turn, Mims. You have a second one? Um, you want me to go? Um, gay persons created HIV. Oh, that's a lie. Yeah, that's, that's definitely incorrect. Um, I'm definitely sure it could be Jason in Street Fighter. Incorrect. Alpha. <laughs> Dead Alpha wrong. Three. Alpha How three. dare you? Alpha 3, the mad version. The, the version for PlayStation. Look at Jason's face. Jason He's like, boy, girl, bye. The floor with you, Jason. You don't even know, mate. Boy, bye. Can, can we move on? <laughs> I mean, well, I guess that's four things he said that's incorrect. Oh, um, no. <laughs> all right, Jason, your turn. Um, I guess if you're just talking about things that are incorrect. Oh, I love spiders. They're so cuddly and cute and adorable. Uh, I remember you guys covered that story about the big spiders. Oh, God, the ones yeah. in the copper wheel. Oh, yes. oh my God. That was I terrible. almost died. I'm never going to see pizzas ever again. I was there to again. see it in person. I was at the studio when you guys had it in the ball thing. Crazy. Yeah, someone else had to go and interview him on that. I said, mm-mm. And I sent, asked Nisha, Nisha, can you go out and interview Carl about those things? Please I, do. Please do. That's I, your job. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not, my, said, job. Not yeah, my job. I will write the story afterwards. Just interview him. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Mims, your last incorrect statement. My last incorrect statement. Yes. Um, I'm not ready. You're not ready? Okay, so you're going to skip. Um, my last incorrect statement is I completely understand and I, com- I completely understand how the LGBTQIAP feels about their stigma and discrimination. Uh, that, is, that is incorrect. I definitely, womp. I, I womp, don't, womp. up to this point, I don't even know if I hit the, I, the tip of the iceberg when it comes to understanding mm. how that feels. Jason? Mm. There is no need to have conversations with persons who live a different life than you. You will not benefit from it in the least. That is a lie, Jason. You Lying from the pit of hell. You repent now. You repent. Um, how do you do that again? Uh, yeah. You, you, Seven Hail Marys, holy se- water, something yeah. like that. And two, two our fathers. And two yeah. Our- and <laughs> move yeah. away from your sinful ways. Indeed. And you count the beads on the rosary as you pray. Yeah, you feel it around. Uh-huh. I have one. Um, and it's your last one. People in the church are never gay. Wow. Let I, I that said, sit. You know, it's amazing. You said, and I think about like three people just right off the bat one time. <laughs> All right, just one time. Not even trying. I suddenly need some tea. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. I had Mimi and I had Jason at this studio. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show. I think this was a really productive conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, Mims, you want to drop any handles for people to contact you, your business, La Jardin? Oh, so this is my ad space? Now? Yes, you could put in. I'm something. getting a free ad. Wow! It's not free. You, you, what? you you're with me. It's like, and oh, that's payment enough. Shut up, Jay. <laughs> yeah, um, you ahead. could follow me. You could find me on Facebook at Le Jardin Cosmetics. Spell it, please. At Thanks. Facebook, L E J A R D I N Cosmetics. That's on Facebook and on Instagram. You could find me at Le Jardin by Mimi. Jardin. We're always L E J A R D I N B Y M I M I. 
by me. me. Yeah, Guys, I would give my phone out. number, but I don't know who's listening here. <laughs> and they could like, harass you. Um, and Le Jardin is the premium. You, you, you guys offer what again? We offer anything that sparkles <laughs> and like glistens, it. like myself. And we're also, um, can I say the best? Yeah, the best. Eyelash, individual eyelash technicians on the island. There you go. One time, 100%. And we're available to travel. Just just put that there, yeah. Just I let, have a visa. Just let's rest that right there. Yeah. Jason, do you have anything that you want to... Um, uh, tune into ZIZ Channel 5. <laughs> You're <laughs> so loyal. Yeah, what can I say? It's my company, been there for 20 years. Uh, you can also reach me. I'm on Twitter at Son of a Diva, S O N O F A D I V A. Yes, God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at Son of a Diva. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me as Jason Davis. I don't have any of those fancy, too hyped to be real, the realest 429. No. I would never add you if you had a name no, like no, that. No, there's a, lot, there's a loss of respect. And I mean, yes. just, just while we're here, I'm just going to say, like, I would really be interested in watching either of those two shows that you wanted to do mm-hmm. or any show that you, you would produce. I would be super interested it's in gonna watching. Be so I think yeah. you should start working on that. What kind yeah. of- it's just to find the time. Oh, that's do always the issue. But like I said, you can, but I'm always willing. I, I have a third dream, actually. I want to produce a musical. Oh um, my, Jason, that, that is you. what I thought would be your first dream. That's why you talked to. I mean, to him. produce a musical. But we were talking about TV. Those are my two TV dreams. But I want to do, uh, uh, in fact, Stephen and I started yes, knocking yes, together mm-hmm. a Some script for, for, for Bacchanal at the Dance. But I need people to help me work with it. I need people to help me write songs because I cannot oh write God. songs. I might I, be able to set you up somebody who's trained to do something similar. Well, that, that would be and so they have grateful. The, you know, some, some resources that you could tap into. And, and the thing is, I wanted like all original songs, really, mm-hmm. but I, I know how difficult That's that can be. That's a big undertaking. Yeah, so I've... Is I, it really? It is, it yeah. is really. I and could I, write the lyrics and then we could get like somebody to... What song to, you ever write? I've written, I've written a lot of songs. You've never sung me a song? I love you. <laughs> oh my God, bye. <laughs> this, I know is true. All right, continue. Then we break out into En Vogue's Lies. Oh. Yes, okay, fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I do want to, to produce a musical. I mean, one that's like Broadway scale. I have ideas and I can see the things happening on stage. I want to be like an on-stage quick change. It's it's going to be brilliant. But like I said, I need people to work with. Oh, so, man. I took Stephen to see a Broadway show in New York and he was... Which, what was it? I was, it's the, the Lion King. King. <gasps> you saw The Lion King? It oh, is God, amazing. It was, I've seen it, it like changing. three times. I can changing. imagine. How much did the tickets cost? Um, let's not just let's not get into that. Let's not get into Because that. that thing is not cheap. No, it, it's, not. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't but cheap. But it's so but worth it. It's worth imagine. it. And she, she, you know, she headed up that whole in, endeavor and I, I, I am so appreciative of it. It I, was... It was life changing. I didn't know certain things were possible until I saw the Lion King. Well, let me tell you that if you ever get a chance to see Dream Girls on Broadway, you need to see Dream Girls on Broadway. I'll put that on my yeah, we got to put it on the list. I think we got a couple other stuff. There was a revival not too long ago. They might bring it back once more. I think Amber Riley is going to be in the next um, iteration uh, the next, of yeah, it. Yeah, the next version of it. So I would say watch Dream Girls, watch La Caja Fall, watch Kinky Boots. Um, I've meant to watch Kinky Boots. You need to see Kinky Boots, Jesus! But if 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 a doubt, Billy Porter isn't probably isn't there anymore. But he's like the best. Him and and um and what was his name? Callum, Callum, Callum something. I can't remember his last name. But he makes a great Lola. Um, but yeah, we're gonna take it. All right, and for guys, you for, for guys. God darn, what am I doing? For guys, for guys, for guys. This one's Ma- mattress for guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we just <laughs> named the whole show that for guys. All right, so guys, you've been listening to Objectively Incorrect. My name is Stephen Smith. I've been joined by two really wonderful people, and you guys can check us out at object- objectivelyincorrect.com. That's A N C O W R E C K E D. 
if we spell it incorrectly, that's what we're doing here on the show. Um, <laughs> we also are on, we are on Instagram as well. You can check us out at objectively underscore incorrect. Um, that's our handle. So proud of you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we're <laughs> pushing it all over. All right. Um, and we are also on Facebook, Objectively Incorrect. You can check us out there too. So, guys, we're on iTunes, we're on Podbean, and we're also on SoundCloud. That's our home. And, guys, thank you so much for joining and listening to us. As usual, peace. No gang signs. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's amazing. You laugh and she's just like, oh, come on.